0: Welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise Podcast. You guys get an opportunity today to just kind of curl up with one of my girlfriends and I for a great conversation about all things entrepreneurship, leadership, high performance, success, motherhood, and everything in between. I met Brooke Hemingway. Gosh. It feels like a lifetime ago, but we met just this past year in 2022 at a mastermind in Dallas and there was an instant connection. You know, when you meet those people, you feel like truly they've been your lifelong friends, but you're just meeting them for the first time. That was Brooke and I. I remember the first time we chatted on the phone. You guys, she is a mother of six Children, we come from the same framework of um, network marketing. She had massive success in network marketing and kind of got thrown into learning all the things you need to learn from leadership to high performance to, you know, just how to train people, how to bring them up, how to help women break through those limiting beliefs that hold them back. And she is so damn good at what she does. And she has taken that. And brought it into so many different business avenues. I hope to goodness that you will meet us at her Align conference in Tampa, Florida. It is going to be exceptional. And I'm just on fire and so excited to bring the fire to the Align event. I hope you guys meet us there. But in the meantime, let's dig in with Brooke Hemingway. I am so excited to connect with you this morning, Brooke. We connected, gosh, what was it? Maybe a couple months back and like instant connection, right? Like instant connection. There are very, I feel like very few women out there that have a giant network marketing business, which we're going to talk about, and that are also doing really big other things in the world. And so it's so cool to be able to talk to you about, you know, that side of the business, but everything else we're doing. So I want to go back though. I want you to start by sharing a little bit about, and I remember I was in my laundry room, folding laundry when you and I were voice texting on Instagram (laughs) and we were kind of like, so what's your story? What's your story? And when you told me your story, I was like, stopped in my tracks. I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) like, This woman is a powerhouse, but you also have so much life going on.
1: Yes, I have. I have a lot of life going on (laughs) always. And before we started recording, I said I operate best at mock speed. Yeah, it's just it's kind of me. I have this one speed. I know how to stop and slow down. I have had to learn how to do that. Yeah, I don't burn myself into the ground. But I really do operate well at mock speed um, when I'm passionate about something, right? Yeah. So which
0: is gosh. so interesting because I feel like you're such a calm energy. Like you're so grounded. Yeah. And yeah. when I'm like you you don't appear to be at mock speed, but I know what's going on under the surface.
1: I'm a I'm I'm a weaponized uh, Zen mama, I guess. Yes.
0: I love that. I love it. So yeah. tell me kind of who you are, what you're doing, what your yeah. life situation is, because there's a lot of pieces. And kind of, I also want to hear, you know, who, who you would define yourself as today and your yeah. roles, but also what, like, what was the pathway there?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I'm a mid forties mama of six kids. I have six, she just yeah. said six, <laughs> Yeah, six kids all still at home. Uh, the youngest is five and the oldest is 16. So I'm definitely in the thick of it. I always tell people I built a seven figure business while birthing babies, nursing, nursing babies, and raising babies. Um, I didn't start this after I had all my kids. I didn't start this before I had any kids, no shade at all, if that's what people did, but it is a different experience when you're building a business and an empire while you're building babies, right? Yes. And so I came into entrepreneurship with zero experience. Uh, My background was in health and wellness. I got my degree from SDSU, go San Diego. Yeah, when I was, uh, you know, 23 in kinesiology and I started a career as a personal trainer and a fitness instructor. I was the girl at 24 hour fitness, teaching 16 classes a week, um, you know how we are. I wonder if we cross paths there. That's maybe cra- I was in San Diego
0: at that time and I had a membership to 24 Hour Fitness.
1: Miramar, I don't know. Oh, uh, no, I was in um, La Jolla Village. Okay. Well, I yeah. also worked out at La Jolla Village and that's where I first started teaching. Oh so gosh. maybe we did. Did you maybe- teach body pump? I taught body pump. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> I I taught I taught all the things, girl, except for cycle. I still am not on the Peloton yeah. train. I know that Neither I'm gonna get I. some hate for that from people, but like I already got thick thighs. They're muscular. (laughs) I do not need bigger thighs. I'm telling you. So, you know, anyways, I, I fell into fitness, um, because I, I fell in love with movement as a way, I call it free therapy. Mm. Um, you know, I didn't have a really traumatic upbringing in any way, shape or form. I, I had a great childhood in a lot of ways, but for me, there were things that were traumatic. My parents getting divorced when I was 16, moving multiple times when I was in middle school high school, like those kind of things were really difficult for me. and yeah. um and so movement became a way of sort of healing and coping. Mm-hmm. And as I as I got older, you know married having kids, it became this this therapy mechanism for me with depression and anxiety, which yeah. I struggled with from the time I was probably 16 years old. And so I fell into fitness and I did that for a lot of years. And then when I was uh, in my upper twenties, I thought, well, that's not practical. You can't really like make (laughs) a living in fitness. And am I really going to be 60 teaching 16 classes a week at 24 hour fitness? So I made the responsible, you know, practical choice. And I went back to school and got a second degree in nursing. And then I worked as an ICU nurse for 10 years Um, and it was great experience, but it wasn't my passion and, um, I'm grateful for that experience and that I have that knowledge, but it was really sucking the life out of me. And I realized that eight years ago, um, but I had this fear. And I think a lot of women have this fear of not having a way to make income, and being reliant on somebody else. And I have a great marriage. I have an incredible husband. We've been married 24 years. He he married me when I was young and we were both young, dumb and broke. (laughs) And uh, it's it's worked out amazingly, you know, by the grace of God, we are happily married and in love, but I never wanted to be a hundred percent dependent because I saw what happened when my mom And dad got divorced and my mom had to go back to work. And so I really wanted to walk away from nursing because it wasn't my passion anymore, but I didn't have anything that I was going to. And so I walked away from that when I was pregnant with my fifth because I was so sick and I'd had horrible postpartum depression after my fourth baby and some of my other babies. And I was like, I am going to crash and burn if I keep trying to work in a profession that is sucking the life out of me. And I have another baby. I did have that inner wisdom inside of me to know to call it quits. So I called it quits. And then six months later, I did um, have a product and a company fall into my lap. I wasn't looking for anything. I think that's how most people are when they get into a network marketing business. They're not looking for something. Nobody's looking to be the girl that's doing network marketing. But I think it's just because of a lack of knowledge of what it is. And so I started that seven years ago and uh when i fell in love with the the product the community the the company all that stuff i decided to just go for it and there's a lot more to that story of course but from that i grew a six figure business in 5 months i grew a seven figure business in my first 2 years and i i still have that business today And I understood the power of network marketing and that you are able to lead a lot of people. You are able to have influence and impact over a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I did not want to waste my influence or impact. So from there, I went on to create a coaching community, a live annual event, a masterminds and things like that so that I could help empower other women and mothers um, because, you know, mostly I attract women and yeah. a lot of them are mothers, but not necessarily. I don't feel like the only value someone has to add is if they have children, right? So, right. um, so I appeal a lot to mothers because I think a lot of women, like there's so much untapped potential yes. in women and especially in mothers. And we have to overcome that guilt and shame to yes. be able to be like, Hey, I am a mom, but I also am a creative Or I also am a total boss, or I have this incredible business mind, or I have this power to lead people, right? Because women are such incredible leaders. And so I created all these other things as, you know, a springboard from my network marketing business, but I haven't abandoned my network marketing business, right?
0: I, which a lot of people do. Which I I I looked at that too, and I was like, okay, not the way to go, right? Yeah. Like I can see that people burn out on network yeah. marketing because it is. And if you want to build, you know, six, seven figures, it's an all consuming path. It's not, you know, what a yeah. lot of people think. It's like, oh, you got lucky and signed up with the company at the right time, or you signed somebody no. up or something like that. No, there is no part of that that is true. It is extreme. Like it is, it is an extreme time commitment. And yeah a heck of a lot of work on yourself. And it's yeah. so interesting sitting here listening to you. And I'm like, oh, I'm just like <laughs> soaking up your energy. And I can see and feel like how you are so, you're just such a natural leader. So do you do you feel like you had that in the beginning? Is that something you cultivated or you kind of had some of those, you know, personality traits going into it to be on your side?
1: I think I always had something I wanted to say. Yeah, I think I always had a voice in there. And I, when I was younger, I wanted to be a singer on Broadway, I was actually a voice major, I was a soprano. And I had wow. like, a, I had like a voice of like cassette in Les Miserables, if you can oh, think of those yes. or Eponine, like those characters. And I, I wanted to do that because I wanted to help people feel something. I wanted to help like wake people up and help them to feel something and emotions. And I had something to say, but I didn't have the confidence and I didn't believe in myself. And so I stepped away from that and switched majors and did something that was practical that a a woman or a mom should do. And so I feel like I had a voice that I wanted to use. And I've always been a very passionate person, like as evidenced by the fact that when I was Oh, maybe I was 17. I clocked the head football player at a school dance because he was bullying my 14-year-old brother <laughs> that was a freshman. And he's like this big, like- I guy love player. it. And I'm 5'1", you guys. I'm 5'1", oh you know, size two, but I got some fight in me, yeah. right? And so there's some fight in me. There's some passion in me that comes from a place of pain Um, that comes from a place of also wanting to help people see that they can overcome anything, mm wanting people to be fighters, wanting women and individuals to stand up for the life that they want, to fight for the life that they want, to have hope, to never give up. Mm -hmm. And so I think that ability to have vision and passion naturally makes me a leader. I had to learn how to like you know um harness that yeah and i had to learn a lot of leadership skills communication organization like how yeah. to do everything on social media how to make a google sheet like everything that it takes mm-hmm. to run a business i did not naturally have right, except right. that i had the passion i have the ability to have vision And I speak life into people, even when I was a fitness instructor, yeah, like, and I was teaching classes, eight months pregnant, teaching, um, body combat, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember. Oh yeah. Tuck jumps. Like I have this video of me on my Facebook doing like tuck jumps at 37 weeks pregnant. Don't do that unless you're already fit. Okay. (laughs) That's my disclaimer, but I would be teaching classes, you know, saying, don't give up on yourself like keep coming. Like you can be a healthy mom. Like I just feel like there was a part of me. And I think you'll agree with this in, in people like us where we're saying these things because we need to hear that. I was just going
0: to say that I was just going to say, because I'm thinking about the audience and I'm thinking there's a lot of women out there that we are just as women. Yeah. We are, you know. Kind of pre like destined for that, you know, we that's just part of our nature. It's like we are champions of other women, but we are not always champions of ourselves. And so I feel like I had that exact same thing where I was like, I will believe in you and I will fight for you and I will like, you know, do all this stuff for you, but I wasn't able to do it for myself. I wasn't able to believe in myself. And so often, people don't realize that, like, that comes in time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you build that muscle for yourself by pouring it into other women. And, you know, everything that holds us back, like, I don't have enough time to do that. I don't have the skill set. I don't have, like, we didn't either, but we had some fire, you know, we right. had a passion. And, what I remember a mentor saying to me one time, because I was like, you know, just kind of making my way up to like have this lots of success. And he was like, listen, if you can build belief, if you can build belief in others, you've done your job as a leader. And I I remember that was like such a huge light bulb for me because I was like, wait, that's all I have to do to be a leader? Like, yeah, there's skill sets and things you learn along the way. But like the biggest thing you need to do as a leader is just believe in other people
1: absolutely. 100% belief is like the magical currency, right? Mm -hmm. Without belief in in a product or an opportunity or self, nothing can happen. And I would just add to that is you build belief in other people by genuinely looking at each individual and seeing what's good about them and seeing what the possibilities are. And sometimes that is hard But your job as a leader is to see value in each person and to be able to extract that to whatever level they want to develop it. So you might have somebody that, you know what, they don't want to make seven figures or they don't want to make six figures. They don't want to do that much, but they want to do a little bit. And so I see some leaders not see any value in those people. Mm -hmm. And the way that I built my business so quickly is I saw value and championed and complimented everybody at whatever level they were wanting to do. So whether they were making $1,000 a month or $500 a month or $2,000 a month or $10,000 a month, it was like, you're all valuable. You're doing an amazing job. You're doing what you want to be doing. And so I could see potential in people that, you know, other people would be like, You know, dude, they're not a rock star. They're not going to crush it. And I built this massive organization and really fortune and business off of giving everybody a seat at the table Mm, and everybody an opportunity to succeed and not being like, you're not cool enough. You're not good enough. You're not influential enough. You're not successful enough. Because guess what? I had 150 Facebook friends and zero Instagram when I started my business. I was not, like, you wouldn't look at me if you were to come and like recruit me like 7 years ago you wouldn't be like man she's going to be right. right same like I I want her to be on my team and build a business with me but the person that did um that did get me involved in this she saw that I was a passionate person she yeah. saw the the intrinsic characteristics she saw the drive she saw that people respected me she saw that people trusted me and she knew that I was a woman of character and integrity, and I was a hard worker, and I knew about health. And yeah. so she—that's what check, she check, was check. looking. Yeah. yeah, that's what she was looking for. She wasn't looking at this magical Instagram number, right. Or how active I was on social media. All those things can be learned. Yes. What but you can't necessarily put into someone as easily as their character, right. Their work ethic their passion, you know, all those things. Of course, you can learn all those things also. But playing with the algorithms and the numbers and all that stuff, you know what? I built a seven-figure business with no Instagram. Yeah, same. It's possible.
0: It is absolutely possible. I always talk about like the story of my first year in in my business. Mm -hmm. And I always say we were like the land of misfit toys or the bad news bears, you know, because I always say like I had... I was finding people that I thought would be like these rock stars. amazing, Yeah. And they would all fail. And then it's like, wait a second. At the end of that year, when I looked at the like successful coaches and myself included, I was like, we're like the bad news bears from the outside looking in. Like no one would think that these people would have been the ones to succeed. And I think it's so important to like get that message across because- Like you said, you know, a lot of times people ask me, like, what do you think determines success? And I'm like, really, like passion and work ethic. Mm-hmm. Like it comes down yeah. to passion and work ethic and wanting to change people's lives, which is passion. Right. And the hard thing is, like you said, some of it is teachable. You can do time management stuff yep. and like help people organize their yep. time, but you can't really teach, you know, those fundamental
1: just Mm-mm. character traits. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 and I would say, you know, my version of saying that would be desire and, and decision, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have the desire? Do you have the fire, or the passion, like you said, and decision? Yes. Are you decisive? Like once you decide to do something, are you going to do it? Because I can tell when someone has decided, and I know for myself, when I decided about, you know, two months into taking these products and, and experiencing what I'd experienced, I made a decision. And once I yeah. make a decision, like, there's really nothing that's going to stop me. And so if someone can make a decision and stick with it and they have desire in their heart, they can do anything. It doesn't matter what the Instagram following is. It doesn't matter if you don't know how to tag someone on Facebook or you're not the most popular person, you can create all of that. And so that those are the two biggest assets, I think, to success hands down, just like you said, um, it's possible because you can learn anything. Your big, beautiful brain, like yeah. you can learn anything. In this last two months, you know this, I um, unfortunately, you know, lost my assistant. I had this incredible assistant for four years. Love her, have absolutely nothing, you know, bad, no bad blood there or anything, but it's just like things go in seasons, right? Yeah. And sometimes people move on and things change. And so for the last 60 days, guess what Brooke has had to do?
0: Learn Brooke, it all.
1: Brooke has had to learn how to do her own flow desk emails. Brooke has had to learn how to manage her website. Brooke has had to learn how to create, like, you'll laugh at this, but I had never created my own Google doc. I no, had never I get really it. accessed Google drive. I, uh, I had never created a type form. I didn't have my own Calendly, like all of these things. And I was like, crap, 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 crap. Right. Cause <laughs> I'm not going to cuss, but I was like, I I don't have like, I have to learn how to do this. And it was like, when I started my business in network marketing, I was like, I don't know how to tag someone on Facebook. What's a group? How do I make a group? How do I, what is a hashtag? Like all of these different things that I've been thrown back into this, like feeling like I've just started my network marketing business. And when you're in that place, like there's so much resistance because like, there's this, this Ugh, equal yeah, desire of,
0: like locks up.
1: Yeah. yeah. There's this equal desire of like, I've got to do this. This is important. I've got to figure it out. And this other side that's like, why are you doing this? It's not worth your time. Mm-hmm. This is, this is not going to work. Like, and it's like this constant battle every single day in your head. And every day I wake up and it's like, who's going to win the battle. Right. Like, I love that song, The Fighter. I don't know if you know that song, There Goes a Fighter.
0: Um, I might need to learn that. Like, literally, who's going to win? I had a a huge graphic in my um, presentation to like, you know, 15,000 people for my keynote this a few months ago that literally was like, this person and this person, who's going to be more successful? And mm -hmm. everyone's like, oh, the person on the right. I was like, guess what? They're both me. Like, I get to choose which one shows up. Like, yeah. we all get to choose which one shows up. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I love that you're sharing all this because, like, the ongoing joke on my, you know, massive team is always like, don't ask Moira the details. She knows nothing. And like, you know, whenever I'm like, I'll ask some silly question on like a daily basis, which is something that like somebody that just started their business a month ago would ask. Right. They're always like hashtag top coach, you know, doesn't know anything. I know. Li- I, and I literally, I'm always like, guys, I don't know anything. I just know fire, passion, belief, energy. Like that's right. what I know, you know? Right.
1: And there might've been a day when you knew that, like there was a day when I knew everything inside and out. Yes. And now that that's that's not my season in the business. So as you're growing a business, you have to be willing to adapt. You can't be the same leader that you were when you started. You can't be that same person. That that person has to evolve and morph and and your role changes. Like as you have a larger organization, as your team grows, whether it's in network marketing or in anything else, you can't still be down in the muck of all the details. You have to be doing the vision casting. You have to be doing the motivation. You have to be doing the coaching and stuff. And you have to trust and and release some of that control over all of the details. Because I tried for a long time in my business. I think like we all do, uh, women's number one need is security, right? And so what do we try to do? We try to control. We try to micromanage. We try to make sure everything is perfect. And I have so had to adopt in all of my businesses, done is better than perfect. Yes. Maybe that yes. color palette and, isn't perfect, but yeah, it'll do.
0: <laughs> Done is better than perfect. And that goes back to what you said earlier about decisiveness. You know, I was reading a lot about that in regards to leadership. Mm-hmm. And like you said, from a big standpoint, there's, there comes these points in our lives where we make a decision about something big, like, you know, committing to a business or, you know, whatever it is. And there is massive action that follows that. But decisiveness, I really believe is also like one of those muscles that you can build and flex every single day, you know, and, and people don't realize how caught up in their heads they get. I mean, I'm like, if you are, you know, when I pack for a trip, like it takes me 10 minutes to throw some stuff in a suitcase. I don't have time for that. (laughs) Like, I, I'm, I have a lot of stuff going on in my life. I don't have time to spend like. Six days figuring out. I hope I packed underwear,
1: right?
0: I remember hearing a long time ago. I think when Brock was in office, like he had, Mm -hmm. you know, ten blue suits, ten black suits, and so his decision was like one or the other. And we get so people don't. I, I don't think they're realizing like decision fatigue. Is such a massive thing. Yeah. You know, think about like when your husband's like, Where do you want to go to dinner? And then you guys spend 15 minutes like thinking and going back and forth. It's like, No, just make a decision and move on. Like, exactly. That's what successful people do yep. with everything. Yep. Everything.
1: It's so true. And really, that decision fatigue and failure to make a decision is underneath that is the fear of failure, right? You're not making a decision because you're terrified. Maybe it's the wrong decision. Maybe I shouldn't have that conversation. Maybe I shouldn't talk to that person. Uh, Maybe I shouldn't make that choice with my website. It's like, it's not even really decision fatigue. You're just not making a decision because you're afraid to fail, right? And the reality
0: is you're going to fail just as much either way but you're right. going to succeed more by making faster decisions for sure. Yeah,
1: and you're going to succeed faster and I think uh when I embraced obviously the concept that life is 50-50, business is 50-50, half the time I'm not going to do things awesome, half the time I'm going to do things awesome, but I'm going to be consistent and I'm going to make decisions consistently and I'm going to be an action taker. I, I, when people like look at me and they look at my life and all the things I do, I think a lot of times they're like, how in the world do you do all those Mm -hmm. things? And it's like, because I get an idea and an inspiration and I take action. Right. And I find out pretty quickly sometimes if it's not the right action and I make a course correction or apologize or move in a different direction or shift, but I'm always taking action. I have learned not to second guess myself eternally, yeah. because if you second guess yourself all the time, what you what you're in is in in a relationship where you don't have any trust for yourself and you don't believe you have your own back. I know I have my own back. I know that if I make a mistake or I make a wrong choice, I have my own back and that I'm going to get back up again and I'm going to try and I'm going to go a different dra- direction and I'm going to succeed. So I think when you're in this place of decision fatigue, asking yourself well, what is it that I'm really afraid of, mm. and then if that were to happen, then what? Yeah. And then if that were to happen, then what? And you go ahead and go down the rabbit hole of worst case scenario. Yep. And you get to this place of like, okay, I lost my assistant. I have to learn how to manage my website. What if I can't figure it out? Website crashes. Oh no, what do I do? Well, this is what I would do. And guess what? I wouldn't die. Right. I have this sticker right. on my computer that says, you didn't die. <laughs> you know, because it's like, it's, I you know. and. That. Yeah. And coming from the the place of, you know, medicine, my husband was a, a practicing ER physician for 20 years and I was in the ICU. And it's like, when you go back and you have that perspective of like yeah. seeing people actually die, you're like, my website crashing would really suck, but here's what I would do. And right. so in my mind, as a top leader, as a top performer, as an entrepreneur, I don't avoid thinking about the bad things that can happen. Right. right. I just already have a plan b c and d if yes. this happens this is what i'll do and what it does is it allows my anxiety to mm. just kind of chill because it's like i got you babe yeah i got you if that happens this is what we're going to do but it's not going to happen because you're showing up every day and sometimes yeah. it does happen but you know, aside from a, a cry for, you know, 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah. And then we move on. Then and we then move we on. move on because I am not impenetrable. Yeah. I'm not titanium like CSS. Like I feel emotions very deeply. And it's yeah. been for me a hard season the last 60 days. But that is what I do. I allow myself to feel the feelings, mm-hmm. I cry it out. I talk my husband's ear off. He's such a good listener. <laughs> He's like, everything's in the vault here, you know? So yeah. so we talk, I cry, and then I, I make a decision. Either I can be a victim of this situation, I can wallow in this situation, whether it's losing a leader, losing an assistant, losing some business, something happening with our kids. Like I can stay here or I can be the empowered, powerful God created creation that I am, yes. and I can be like, I can figure this out, right? Like yes. Marie Forleo says, everything uh, is figure outable. I, I can that. figure this out. I don't want to feel this way. It's a choice to stay there and feel that way. And yeah. I don't like feeling that way. So I feel it, and then I get up and I'm like, What can I do? Yeah, what can and, I do right now?
0: And I think we go, so I do that. It's funny how our minds work <laughs> so similarly. I do that same thing. I'm always like, okay, wait, worst case scenario, you know? And I can remember like honing that skill when I was moving from California to Charleston. And, you know, that's a big decision. And I was like, you know, worst case scenario. And I was like, well, then I'll just move back. Like people don't take their thought process that far. I'm like, worst case scenario, you go, you don't like it, give it a year. And then you just move back. Like, I would always rather be the person to go test something out to see where that road leads than to have regrets. And then I also kind of, when I, when I really pull myself up out of like that, like fearful spiral, it's like, wait, how could this be the biggest gift? You know, even Mm -hmm. if it's a leader quitting on our team or something that is so devastating. And, you know, when my son was diagnosed with type one diabetes, when I finally got out of kind of that spiral, I was like, wait, this sounds like the stupidest, craziest question I could ask in this situation, but how could this be a gift? And right. and when I was able to get there, I was like, like so many gifts, yes. so many gifts. And yes. it just shifts everything,
1: you know? Yes, the gift yeah. of struggle. There's this little book by Bobby Herrera called The Gift of Struggle that I love. Mm. And it is being able to have perspective um, because your perspective is what's gonna drive everything in your life. Yeah.
0: If you're looking for some more in-depth training on mindset practices and how to create your vision, how to reverse engineer your goals, how to craft your morning process, all of the things that I'm super passionate about, you guys, the Rise Up course is where it's at. It is literally my lifetime, my mind in a course. Every single tip, strategy, and hack that you could possibly ask me about is in this course. So jump into the show notes right below and you'll see the link for the Rise Up course and my Rise Up Planner, and you guys can rise up with us.
1: And when you're going through something hard, I'm not saying like be Pollyanna sunshine, but whatever you're going through, whether it's a diagnosis or something in your business or something in your marriage or your health or, you know, whatever that might be, is like, I always think of those experiences as not like, what lesson can I learn? But how is this going to position me Mm -hmm. in a position of maximal impact? How am I going to be used through this experience? And I've never been afraid to be honest about struggle, like with my audience, with my team, like, hey, guys, like these last 60 days, like I have been like, I have two full time jobs. Because yeah. I took on a full-time assistant position plus everything else that I was doing. And it's messy and it's hard and my emotions are up and down. But I think it's such a valuable experience because I'm going to be able to speak to that, right? Yeah. Having the rug pulled out from underneath you when you're entering the busiest season in your business, when you have all these different things you're creating, sweet, I'm going to be able to talk to, talk, yes. you know, to that experience, having a child that struggles with anxiety, right? Or having mm-hmm. a child that um, had a massive stroke when he was born, like all of these things, I'm going to be able to uh, speak to others that struggle with that. And I'm going to be able to be used for a greater impact. So and that shift
0: is so pivotal. You know, it's like when we can serve others through our own struggle, Mm
1: -hmm. there's purpose,
0: there's purpose to our pain, there's purpose to all of it. And That is just, that is the monumental shift that we have to make when we're experiencing those. And going back to like business, You know, whenever something like when I epically fail in my business or make a massive mistake, I'm like, okay, well, no, no, nobody that I'm ever mentoring will ever make that mistake. I mean, it really is instantly this gift because I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that I made a, you know, a mistake that I just wasn't aware of, but now I'm super aware and I will make sure those that come behind me never make that mistake. Like there's always, there's always value to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll always value to it and it seasons. it seasons you, right mm-hmm. yeah. And I um, I I am a believer and I'll just say this is like um, you know, I think that we're perfectly understood and we're perfectly carried and we are um, perfectly protected, but in order to become more like the person that created us, we have to go through experiences. Yes, We have to suffer. We have to fail. We have to feel joy. We have to succeed. Mm. Like we have to go through the whole gamut of emotions in this life in order to really become like what we're supposed to become. So why do we think that we're gonna be immune from right. lots and lots of failures and struggles? And so I think it's actually a beautiful process of refinement. And as much as I hate it, and I was kicking and stre- screaming, you know, over the last 60 to 90 days, as much as I hated it, is part of me inside that knew this is what has to happen Yeah. in order for you to grow and expand your business, your message, your events, in order for you to do that, you can't do it with one person helping you. You right. need a team of people and you were going to be too comfortable in this position that you were not going to make the moves that like, I know myself, like we yeah. know ourselves well enough. So whatever struggle you're going through, it's like. Why did it have to happen or what was it there to teach you? And some struggles are harder than others to pull that lesson out of. But I think in business, especially it's like, you know, why is this um, happening right now? And, and what is it making room for? And what is it forcing me into doing that? I know I need to do, but I have been procrastinating or avoiding. And for me, that was like assembling a team of people and and having more support because that's what you need for expansion you can't get to your next level doing the exact same thing that you're doing right now whatever level you're at if you're just starting your business you're in the in the middle level or you're at the top level there's another level for you yeah you are not limited there is another level but there's going to be some change some pain some transformation some disappointment and so like And it's always going to be
0: worth it. It's always going to be worth it. That's what I, that's kind of one of my mantras. Whenever I'm like in the thick of it and I'm going mm -hmm. through it, I'm like, it's always worth it. It's always worth it when you break through to that next level. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I wouldn't change anything about my seven years in building this business and anything that I've created and I wouldn't I wouldn't even change the seasons where I worked too hard and I almost burnt out and yep, my yep. marriage went through this bumpy patch 4 years ago where I was a workaholic and yep, I was yep. numbing out to work because I I just didn't feel worthy and I hadn't yeah. done a lot of the work I needed to do on myself and I mean I think a lot of your listeners might might resonate with this is that you know we want to be successful we want to be perfect we want to do a good job we want recognition we want to matter because we don't feel intrinsically worthy or intrinsically like we're enough. And so I poured myself into my work and I did that for the first three years. And you know what? I wouldn't change anything about that. It gave me such massive success to build, you know, a seven figure business in that period of time. And also I learned a lot about what was sustainable and what was not and what I wanted to do for the next phase of my career. They're all seasons. Like all of them are good. None Mm -hmm. of them are bad because you yeah. learn invaluable lessons, you know?
0: Absolutely. And then when you make that pivot, and I almost look back and I'm like, I don't know how that happened, except I have devoted myself to the work, you know, the inside yeah. work. But there comes that point where you all of a sudden truly, and it doesn't happen overnight, it's a transitional period, but where you don't need the recognition. You don't need, right. like, you're like, I am, so incredibly worthy without right. any of that. And that is like the, tr- that's true freedom. You know, we think yes. financial freedom is freedom and success is freedom, but like, oh, that is yeah. the ultimate freedom.
1: Yeah. Oh, when you validate yourself yeah, and you know, like even in, in network marketing, it tends to be like the super, super recognition heavy. Yes. And like, everyone's got to have their like back stroked and like, You know, there there can be a lot of ego in it. And it's just funny because over the last year or two, like I don't think like, I mean, I'm always getting every top everything. And I rarely, you know, my my team knows it. And I I think everybody kind of knows it. Like, you know, being the only person that's gone to the top of the company three times that wins everything three times. Like it's kind of like at this point, I'm like, I know I'm good. Yeah. I know I'm worthy. I know what my income statement says. I know what I'm able to create. So I don't need everybody to think I'm the best. And I just want the people that truly know me, that know my heart, that know what I'm here for. Like, I want those people around me, the people that need to see every single accomplishment and accolade, like, right. They can go look for another guru. Cause right. like, I,
0: you know, That's so it's exactly does, where I am. Yeah. yeah it's like it's I just shifts. don't need it anymore. There's a shift. And, and part of that came from, I think part of the worthiness or part of the valid self-validation, it does come from shooting for the top. You know, there, yeah. there was a piece of that, that I, and I can remember the very first time my, one of my met, corporate mentors was like, mm-hmm. well, why? Like, why do you want to be at the top? And I and it's so cool because I look back to that like innocent, you know, pie in the sky, like big dreams, girl. And I said to him, I was like, I just want to see if it's possible. Like, I want to see if I can do it. And that's always what it was. It was like I had that whisper in my soul that it was possible, but I didn't Mm -hmm. believe it. And then when I proved to myself what I'm capable of, I yeah. was like, check, check. You know, now I have this yeah. this kind of thing to go forward into the world. And it's not that I believe that I was able to get to the top of my company. It's like, well, God, like I believe that I can do anything. You know, yeah. it, it just helped. It was like multiple. That bricks. confidence. Yeah. Yes.
1: Builds upon itself. And then I had a similar experience where, you know, coming into this, not having experience and, and two years in a row, like we have this, you know, con- t- contest, like number one producer or whatever. I come in with this like small team, not full of influencers, not full of like, just, you know, everybody that's got this huge network. And I just had this drive, like my why, a big part of my why is just showing regular everyday women that they can do incredible things that yes. you can come from anywhere and you can make amazing things happen. And I remember just getting on my knees and praying because I can't, I found out it was between like me and this one other person that has yeah. like this ginormous conglomerate of a team. And like, I was a year into my business and I was like, I really feel this stirring that yeah. I'm the one that our team is the one that's supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. And And I, and we did, we did it two years in a row. And it really just came from that vision, that passion, that heart, that decision to step into, Hey, I want to show what's possible, not just for me, but I want to show other women that didn't have the confidence that that didn't maybe grow up feeling like they were amazing or having that confidence or having those skills. I want to show the everyday mom, the everyday person, like, you know what? You can beat the giant. Yes, you can yes. slay the giant yes, and you can yes. do incredible things. And so, so much of my drive is trying to help people not give up because yeah. giving up is such like, Oh, that just kills me the most because my, my experience in life is my dad died at 66. Mm-hmm. He had a stroke. He had a heart attack at 56 but what happened between 56 and 66 is he gave up on his life. Mm. He gave up on his dreams. He gave up on hope. He gave up on trying. And so yes, he died of a stroke, but really, I think he died of just losing hope Yeah. and giving up. And so when I see people give up, I'm like, wake
0: up. Yeah. I think that's the up. hardest part about our business is like, you know, people I've been asked that question a lot. It's like, what's the hardest part about your business? And yeah, we work really hard and we do all these things. And it's like, the hardest part is just seeing women quit because you're really not quitting on a business. You're quitting on yourself and your Mm -hmm. future. And we know what is 100% like ahead on the path for them if they just stick it out. And yep. they think they're quitting on the business. And I'm like, oh,
1: you just, no, they're quitting you know? on their dreams. They're quitting yeah. on their vision. They're numbing out to what could be and accepting what is. Mm. And they, they've lost their perspective, right? Yeah. That's what happens. And it's it's easy to do if you are not super focused on the vision of where you're going, yes, what it's yes. going to feel like, who you're going to be doing it with, what that freedom is going to be like. So you have to be like really, really married to yes. that outcome and where you're going. And if you can keep that vision focused there, you can overcome anything. And it really is 99% belief, yeah. 1% skill. And so yeah. I just, I work so hard still and create so much still because I don't want people to give up. Like, I feel yeah. like that is that is the plan of the adversary or whatever you want to call the the other voice is like discouragement. Loss of hope, giving Mm -hmm. up. Like that is not what our souls were created for.
0: You're not enough.
1: Yeah. Oh, our souls were created to conquer, to succeed, to fly, to soar, to thrive, to do all of these things. And um, and I fight for that every single day because I saw my own father, you know, give up on his life, give up on hope, give up on his dreams. And that became a part of the pain that I experienced. And wanted to do whatever I could do. Now, can I save everybody? No. Can I make everybody succeed? No. But I can be an encourager. I can be a motivator. I can be an inspiration. I can keep going myself. It's one reason why I haven't quit on my business or given up. I could totally sit back and collect this nice seven figures a year, but I wouldn't be serving people and my main audience that I want to inspire, whether they're in my company or out of my company, whether they're doing my business or they're doing a real estate business. Like I want to inspire people to keep going that their dreams matter and that it is possible. It's not going to be easy, but it is possible. And giving up is not a, not a solution because you're going to live with that pain of regret, you know, for the rest of your life. So
0: absolutely. So good. So good. All right. Well, I want you to share about what else you're doing and where people might have an opportunity to come be in your presence and learn and grow and all of that. So, do you want to talk about kind of everything you've got going on, but specifically your event that's coming up?
1: Yeah. And they can come and be in your presence too. So, that's exciting. (laughs)
0: I'm going to be there as well. Well, You're going to be there as well.
1: So as I mentioned about four years ago, I, I would call it the bomb that dropped in my marriage is I'd been overworking, hustling for my worth and extremely successful, very, very top of the company. Um, and we had a blowout moment where my husband said, you know, he would leave me and and I could have my effing business and he would take the kids. And my husband doesn't cuss, like that is literally not his, he is devoted incredibly sweet, kind, all of those things, but I had pushed him too far by pushing him out and not connecting. And I realized that my life was really out of alignment Mm -hmm. and that I had reached success, but my success was not sustainable because it was lacking alignment. And so I went on a personal journey with, you know, coaching, mentorships, masterminds, investing a lot in my growth and just sitting in stillness and figuring it out. And there was a point where I think a lot of women come to where they're like, is it worth it? Mm. Uh, Should I tap out? Because this is too hard on my marriage, too hard on my family. I just can't figure it out. Or should I stay and figure it out? And I really felt this like divine, like, you've got to figure it out. Like it is so and you important gotta for you. you got to figure it out
0: for those coming behind you, yes. right? Yes. yes, it
1: was like, you have to figure it out because there are so many other women that look to you. And if you quit, they quit. And what about their wow. families? And I knew I had to figure it out. And so I, I did, like I figured it out for me. And it really came down to not figuring out balance. It came down to figuring out what is alignment? What is my alignment mm-hmm. between physical, emotional, spiritual, my relationship with money? um and my relationships with other people those five aspects like how do i look at that wheel and if i've got a flat tire or a yeah, flat yeah. side like i've got to pump some air into that side it's going to make the bike run more smoother yep. I- i'm not going to crash land i'm not going to burn out and so it it really is an event that i do every january it's called a line this year the theme is limitless um ah, because so i'm good. really wanting to help women and and men i actually do have men come not a lot but the brave men that come love it right, i have I'm male sure. and female speakers not just females but it you know it's mostly women i want to help people to remove their limitations and to see how their mind is playing with them and to be able to release those limitations and old stories so that they can move into 2023 and create limitless success joy happiness prosperity in its true sense richness and wealth in its true sense which I do believe is living the good life, right? Having the prosperity that you want, but having the joy and having the peace and having the rich relationships because a lot of people can get successful. You and I know this in this industry, especially can get successful, but they can't sustain it. Or they can get successful once and their life falls apart. They throw a grenade in their life. Everything just falls apart. They change their values, like all of these things. And I am this consummate believer. And what we teach at this event is you can have it all without yeah, losing I was, it all.
0: I was just going to say, you can have it all. And I think some people like can hear that and like, oh, roll your eyes, roll their eyes, but like you can have it all, but it takes work, right? It, it takes, takes work a lot of intention. It takes going to weekend events like yours yes. and really immersing yourself in working intentionally on the different areas of your life and making changes and taking action. You can't have it all and just still be on the hamster wheel 24 seven and think it's going to magically balance. Like you said, this isn't about balance. This is about intentional alignment. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big believer in like constantly stepping out of your life to get it in order so you can step back in. And then, you know, you go six months, three months, maybe a year, and you're like, okay, I got to step back out. I got to rearrange things. I got to reprioritize. I got to make different decisions. Right. And it's that's a constant thing that's going to happen if you're going to live, quote unquote, the good life.
1: Over it's the long so term. true. Every Sunday, I step outside of the bubble. Yep. That's what I call it. I step outside of yes. the bubble and like what went well, what didn't go well, what do I have coming this week? How do I want to show up as a human? Yes. What are three words that I want to define the way that I show up this week? Mm. And so it's constantly like stepping out of that bubble. And so at Align, we teach you how to align your life so that you can transform your future and ignite whatever your ambitions are in whatever business you have. It's not industry specific. I attract. Of course, a lot of people in network marketing, but I have realtors, I have coaches, I have speakers, I have all different kinds of people come because it is the type of content that no matter what profession you're in or business you're wanting to build, these are truths that you need to learn. Yeah. And it's not just me, but I bring in incredible speakers. Um, Last year we had Jasmine Starr, we had Patrice Mm -hmm. Washington. Um, we've had Chalene Johnson, we've had Trent Shelton, we've had oh, just a right. lot of Heidi Powell. We have a lot of incredible people that have not had a perfect life, right? I'm not right. looking for speakers that are perfect. I'm looking for people that have gone through stuff yeah. and figured it out because I don't need the polished perfection. I think you need to see real stories. You need to learn from people that aren't just good at marketing themselves on social media, but people that have actually done the deed. You know what I mean? Like there's a dime, a dozen people that are like, oh yeah, come and coach with me, learn from me. And it's like, what have you actually done except created a nice website and marketed yourself well? Right. Who to you for doing that? But I bring people in that are amazing. They have been in the trenches. They have done it. And this is an experience when you come into this space, I want you to feel loved. I want you to feel seen. I want you to feel understood. And everybody that comes into this space, like Moira and the other people that are coming, whether it's the workshop day where you get to dig in deep into topics or the main stage event, that you leave that event transformed. I wrote a mission statement um, two years ago about my events that basically said you know what i create events that transform people's lives i don't want you to just come to another woo woo fest where yeah, you're going to get hyped up
0: information
1: yeah no this is like we get you into action and um and it's happening january 19th through 21st in tampa bay and i'm so excited you're going to be a part of it I your first so one to experience and i really feel like there's some Special, special work that happens there. Yeah. Um, It's that work of remembering who you are, what is possible for you and what you are capable of. And we need those reminders Mm -hmm. now more than ever because we need good, powerful people that maybe haven't used their voice or their network or their experience or their story for good. We need more powerful, incredible people making baller money. Yeah, we're gonna help you do that.
0: Amen. Amen. I was—I've shared this a few times. I was reading a book recently, and her mission statement was to get more money in the hands of good women. And I was like, yes, I am here for that because good people do good work in the world when they have the wealth to do it. Amen. I am so excited. I got goosebumps head to toe Mm -hmm. when you said, when you were talking about it being a transformative event that you leave a different person than you walk in. I think that is so incredibly important. I am like over the moon excited to be a part of it. And what gets me so excited is that I I'm not doing a keynote, which I love that kind of stuff. And, you know, I love bringing down the house for a keynote, but I'm like, can I get in there and like transform them? Like I want to go through processes. I want them to dig deep. I want them to put pen to paper. I want them to close their eyes and see it. I want, you know, that's what I want them to experience. And, and that's going to be a small sliver of the entire weekend. I I am so excited.
1: Yeah, oh. you're going to do an incredible workshop and you will be on the main stage in the in the workshop panels. Oh yeah. So right. if you're coming and you want to see her twice, you'll get <laughs> you get to have her two days in a row. Um but it's just, you know what, it's just such an honor to get to know and work with women like you because you. um we need to be united as yes. women no matter what businesses we're doing, what companies we're in. Uh, the collaboration, the support, the genuine wanting to see women win that exudes through you. And it's something that I have been really cognizant to to do as well. It's like, for me, there's no competition. It's like we all win. When we succeed, we all have something good to offer. And the more we can band together and be a voice together, the more powerful for good we will be. So I just love you and appreciate Uh, you.
0: I adore you. I, I couldn't, I mean, I could say the exact same thing back to you. It's like, And the power of women coming together, I mean, it's like, I feel like when two women with a mission and a drive and that passion come together, it's like the power of a hundred women, you know, it's It's almost scary to me sometimes. I'm like, whoa, watch out. Turning up the watts there. Yes. yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Brooke. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I adore you. I respect you. I think you are just one of the most powerful women that I know. What you're doing in the world is just incredible. I'm going to put everything in the show notes right below this episode so people can have a link right to the event. Please come. I mean, this is the type of work I know how hard it is for people to step out, especially women and mamas to step out of their life and take time away. But these weekends, things like this, this is where the real work is done. Like this is where the real change comes and this is what you need. So we hope to see everybody out of line. Brooke, thank you so much for being here
1: today. Thank you so much for having me, friends. Okay, okay, okay. Now you get it, right?
0: You get it. You got to meet us at a line. Oh my gosh, this huge, epic, un- unbelievable event is literally right around the corner. The links are all in the show notes. You guys, you can go to my Instagram. I'm sure that um, I'll be sharing it all over my pages and my stories when this podcast drops, but you've got to meet us there. This is timely, right? It's the beginning of 2023, a new year, an opportunity to create an entirely new you. Trust me when I say coming from a lifetime of entrepreneurship, it is the slow road when you go it alone. But when you link arms and you come into community with other women that are on fire with the same big dreams and the same big questions, and you get that just that assistance and you get poured into in an event like this you come away a completely different person. you come away with tools and strategies and relationships that are going to carry you to your success. So join us at a line. Thanks for tuning in. be sure to follow uh, wherever you listen to podcasts Apple or Spotify and we've been doing something really fun this year. So if you leave us a review we are pulling one person that is a big believer follower um you know supporter of the podcast and we're gifting them what we're calling a basket of growth so you might just be one of those lucky winners if you leave us a review we'll be reaching out to you and sending you your gift of growth in the mail so make sure you do that tag me as you do and thanks for joining in